0: Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. Well, hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. We're always so happy to be with you.
1: And have we ever been on the road? We have been in a motorhome <laughs> We, we don't think of ourselves as motorhome people.
0: No, but, but it is really <laughs> a fun life for a few days.
1: We have been on a motorhome trip with our four teenage granddaughters, and what a time we've had, a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, and two 15-year-olds, and you and me out on the highway. <laughs> we have
0: had so much fun. They are big monsters. <laughs> And, and when you first wait the
1: girls no,
0: no when you first got in there to drive I thought you thought oh shoot what have I gotten myself into here because it is a big thing to navigate 30,
1: 37 feet long <laughs> you have to be really careful on the corners I'll tell you but let us give you the background so this doesn't sound like some crazy random thing Um Let's go way back, Linda. You know, way, way back. I used to work for George Romney. I was a student in college and he was running for president. This is Mitt Romney's father. This shows you how far back it goes. And I was hired to be the national student chairman and I was going around organizing campuses in a presidential campaign and thought I was just having a big time. But that's not the point. The point is I got to know George Romney pretty well and became became a mentor of mine and a, a very, very valued one. And one of the things he told me, and one of the things I observed is that he took his grandkids in little groups, he and his wife, Lenore, on a motorhome trip when they turned a certain age. Uh, he'd take the, you know, the, and when someone had turned 12, they qualified. And then when he'd get three or four that were that old, he'd take them as a group and they'd go out on this motorhome trip. And he told me that he got to know, he formed lifetime relationships with those grandkids during that time, because he said, when you're in a motorhome, you got a lot of time to talk. <laughs> you know, the road's going by and you're, you're, you're talking. And so that's one thing we decided we would do when we got married. And boy, have we ever done it.
0: We have, and it hasn't always been a motorhome. You remember that, right? Yeah. Um, we the first one was a motorhome trip. Well, to- we
1: have the cute grandkids in these little groups, and there's usually three or four. By the way, that alone is interesting. A lot of grandparents would say, Well, that's how many grandkids I have, three or four, but in the culture we live in and in our personal culture, <laughs> a lot of grandkids, yeah. and we've divided them into these smaller groups. So go ahead. Sorry. So the first group.
0: So the first group was a group of three and we got a motor home and went through. And part of this is family history always. Yeah. Um, so we went through my hometown, which is only 30 miles away from where we are. We stopped and took pictures by the house I grew up in. And then we went to my dad's farm and showed him that. Then we went on to Star Valley, Wyoming, where my mother was from. And I still have a cousin and her daughter living there. After all these years, she lives in the same house that her dad built 100 years ago or whatever, because she's 88. And she's
1: just like your mother now. She's, she's like, like
0: my mother. She, uh, My mother taught her to play the piano by ear. And she, my mother played the piano by ear for a long, long time and it's really hard to change over to notes after you are an accomplished pianist by ear but anyway um she taught this little girl and who adored her to teach to play the piano so it was so fun because she we go in there with these kids and we've done this several times and she sits them down she hands them out the music from the old time music that she knows and then she plays the piano and they they all sing and it is so fun to well, sing. well, and
1: that that group, then we went on to Yellowstone from there and so on, and they were bonding part of the part of the goal of these smaller grandchildren groups is cousin bonding, right. this wonderful cousin bond. I mean cousins are so remarkable they're. They're, they're, they're almost like siblings. We try to teach our grandkids that their cousins are more like siblings than like friends that they'll always be your cousins. You'll always be able to rely on them. There'll always be this relationship. Anyway, they bonded and we had a, this was our first time with our oldest grandkids and they even named their group the Old Faithfuls because they went to Old Faithful and they <laughs> right. thought that would be a good name for our group. Then the second group, it was also, a we, we were borrowing these motorhomes from friends or from your sister, and the second group uh, didn't go quite as far. They ended up at Lagoon, which is an amusement park in, in Utah, and we camped there, and they had a great time, and they named themselves the Goonies after Lagoon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, and they, they have bonded, you know, for life. They still keep track of each other, even though they know friends. I mean, they were friends with cousins on each side of them, but it is just so fun to, to do that. And
1: then the third group came along and they, <laughs> we didn't have a friend with a motor home at the time. So we couldn't find one and we were traveling a lot anyway. So we actually met them. We had their parents fly them to Las Vegas And they were all in places where they could get their kids on planes and go there pretty quickly unaccompanied minors. And we met them at the airport in Las Vegas and went to shows. And
0: And now you may think, oh, my gosh, you took your kids to Las Vegas. I can't believe it. (laughs) Actually, there are so many family, family fabulous things in Las Vegas. I don't think they I mean, they realized people that were handing out pamphlets and so on. We're not the places that we were going to go. But uh, <laughs> hey, but, do
1: you think that has to do with their name? Because they named their their three girls and they named themselves the babes.
0: Right. Is that no, because of the No, North that Greger? was before <laughs> we went. <out. laughs> I never thought about that. But um, they had such a good time together. And uh, bonding. And, and we
1: bonded with them. The
0: amazing, beautiful Bellagio fountains. And we took them up on the. Uh, what's it called, the Eye of Las Vegas. And we saw a Cirque show, which was fabulous. It, we are great fans of Cirque du Soleil. So it was really amazing.
1: Then and the fourth group came along. <laughs> they're, and the, then, they're the bros. All oh, right. The, they're the four, there's four boys in this group. And that just happened to be that they they came along together in the same age group. And by then we were... We, just because of the circumstance, we were in some some mileage uh, awards we had and so on. We took them on a very short cruise. We we looked for the. They all said they wanted to go on a cruise, and we looked for this the cheapest, shortest cruise we could <laughs> possibly find, and it was one that went out of Long Beach and went down to Mexico for like was it three days, three days, day, three, three, day,
0: four days, a three, three day
1: nights. cruise, four days, three nights.
0: <laughs> But they had a ball with that. That was so fun. The food. They could eat as much food. And this is boys. Imagine four boys. Not quite
1: teenagers. Basically, all they did, we only did two things, eat and talk.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we talked a lot. They learned a lot. It was really uh, amazing. And we went to Mexico. They got off uh, on Mexico and had a good time learning that culture uh, briefly. And then it really was I, that was a really special time. They had a great um, events on the cruise, and all went well.
1: And, you know, I mean, by then, it had become this tradition in our family, and it was called the Motorhome Trip, even though the last two had not been Motorhome Trips, but that's that's the name that would always stay. And then came COVID, and this poor little next group of these four girls, um, you know, who, who had named themselves the Lilies. Because their names are Lila, two of their names start with L, Lila. and two of their names start with E. So Lila, Elsie, Lucy, and Emmeline.
0: And Emmeline. So Lilies.
1: They're the Lilies, and they were so sad because we couldn't go because of COVID. And finally,
0: two years later. Two
1: years later, uh, and and boy, the motorhome thing. I mean, it, it just was so profound. They, they just wanted to go so bad. So we we finally found a motorhome, and off we went.
0: We did, and they planned it. And actually, we decided by the end that it's a little. It's better to do yeah. a couple years later, so the the youngest child is a teenager.
1: Yeah, and yeah, uh, we I think we won't I do. I think we're going to do that. Time. Yeah, we'll stick on the other group. is the
0: one that said twelve, but we,
1: well, <laughs> we maybe, decided
0: to you know do our own. Maybe
1: thing. his grandkids were more advanced. Maybe than they ours. were. <laughs>
0: Maybe they were, but anyway, um, it really was a delight because they got on the phone, started talking to each other. Uh, what should we do? What should we have? What treats should we have? What games should, game our should we play? Where should we? Where and, do we
1: want to stop?
0: Honestly, and of course, we what do we want to talk stop.
1: about on the motorhome while we're driving? They they did a lot more of the planning than these other groups, and we want to tell you about that's our show today. We're going to tell you. About about this latest motorhome trip because some really funny, <laughs> memorable, I mean, you make memories that will never die, and these cousins really bonded. But as we do, keep in mind what the point is here. Um, as many of you who listen regularly know, we're, we're well into a grandparenting course. People are signing up right now for this Grandparenting 101. But it's really more than just A grandparenting course, it's really a course in three generation families, because more and more families are finding that it's that getting the grandparents more involved with the grandkids is a powerful part of parenting. And so we're going to talk about this as a way to break your grandchildren, if you're a grandparent into smaller groups where you can where individual relationships can really thrive not only between you and and the grandchild but between those cousins who are a similar age and and we're going to talk about this particular trip as an example of how that can kind of unfold and and evolve and and believe me, it doesn't have to be an expensive thing. I mean, right now, gas costs a lot. And you you know, people that want to adopt this idea might want to go for shorter trips. And we, we modified <laughs> and maybe our not trip a moderate, moderate. Well, when you fill this thing up, and, it, and it, <laughs> oh we wanted to fill it up before we left, and uh, we happened to go to a 7-Eleven gas station, and it would only go to $100. So I filled it up to $100 once, and then I filled it and then I did it again and filled it up another 100 dollars and I did it again 300 dollars to fill this thing up so you know but my point was going to be these little grandparenting groups that that you can take out with the grandkids they can be a camping trip they can be um Anything that you can do that isolates them with just those kids and you, right?
0: Of course, and
1: that provides a lot of time to just talk in
0: your car and have an agenda, uh, somewhat of an agenda. I mean, the kids like wanted to do what they wanted to do, yeah.
1: Um,
0: and now, and even in hindsight, this morning I woke up thinking, oh, we should have we should have had a little session with you, you know, so that they could know more deeply what they what they're doing in their lives because these are really interesting kids by now you kind of know that there is an amazing kernel there in their little souls and we did have one with special needs this is our lucy who has a syndrome which she is almost blind and she managed so amazingly. Well, and her she, three cousins, these oh three
1: beautiful cousins just took such good care of her. But not in a way that made no, her feel. No, she's
0: totally independent. Yeah, yeah. And she uh, just has some needs. She needs a shot every day and some things that are going on with the tests that she's doing. But she was amazing. And she hasn't been away From home, very much. She did one other uh, thing that early in the summer on her own, which is the first time she's really been away and independent. But it was so good for those girls to see how well she managed and for her to realize she, she can do it.
1: And so, if you're a grandparent, stay tuned. After the break, we're going to go into detail about this little trip we've just finished. Not that it was perfect and not that you would want to model your trip after ours, but just that it may give you some ideas as a grandparent about how to get a small number of grandkids together in a way where they bond and you bond with them. If you're a parent, we hope you'll continue to listen because of the three-generation family idea and the fact that you as a parent might end up being the one to suggest some of these grandparent activities
0: maybe just suggest listening to the podcast Because i I don't know if you want to just hey mom and dad (laughs) we want you to be more involved with our kids so could you you
1: take them for three days we'd like to be rid of them for a little while
0: (laughs) so anyway hang on because we'll be right back with some more fun details
1: all right see you in just a minute
0: Welcome back to Ayer's On The Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back talking about grandchildren today um, and specifically about a motorhome trip that we have just uh, returned from.
1: So we'll give you the blow by blow, but only so we can make certain points along the way. I went we were about to start our family reunion, and so we had to work this in. So we we set aside three days and three nights, and and the first night was basically I just went and picked up this motorhome, and we got it loaded up, and we um we then picked up where these four girls were
0: well yeah but the last girl came in at 9 45 p.m at the airport and so it was really late by the time she they got their <laughs> luggage and we dropped off the other siblings and uh this so it was late when we started
1: but they uh and we didn't make it as far i mean you got to have a lot of serendipity in these trips we didn't make it all the way to where we were picking up the one other girl And so we just stopped. We found a park in in a little town and we just slept there and it was great. And by then the conversations had really begun, and we could see these kids just really bonding and getting excited about where they were going. And Linda, who's always so good at tying things into ancestors, boy, by the time they got to Star Valley, where your mother had grown up and so on, they were ready for it. And we went and saw a cemetery there. I'm telling you, it's it's like Switzerland. It's the most beautiful setting. Well, you this can family, imagine. our
0: family is from Switzerland. Yeah. And so it is so, they knew the story. I lost my grandmother. My grandmother had 10 children. <clears throat> and then um, they invited people into their home because my grandfather was the bishop of the ward and kind of the father of the ward. So they invited people in who were sick to their house, to their little parlor and cots, they were all lined up in cots. This is a Spanish influenza a hundred years ago, and of course, she caught the Spanish influenza, and in four days, died. And of course, they were so sad about that. And then her two babies, an eight-month-old and a two-year-old, I think, died within four or five days, and it was such a tragedy. So
1: Linda's thing. telling these girls, these teenage girls, these stories, and. They're interesting stories, they're tragic stories in a way, but they show the grit and determination of these ancestors. But the fact that it's being told at this gorgeous setting of this cemetery where these people are buried, the the girls are just riveted in their interest. And I think it's so, there's something powerful about a place and, and kids will remember that story because they heard it where it happened. You know, right. So,
0: and they were scavenging around trying to find the babies, you know, yeah, where the, were, ba-
1: the, graves the babies are of the were buried together. Died. And
0: and then my sister, my mother lost her favorite sister with appendicitis. Gosh, that was a hard time physically because yeah, people just died really, of things really that we can take hard. care of so easily now, usually. And, uh, but it was so fun to say, oh, here's Florence, you know, and oh, here's these, these babies. And this is grandma Ida. Anyway, it was very, so it was great- then
1: we pressed on to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where our family had a had a condo, a summer place for many years, and our our children are very familiar with it. But our grandchildren weren't, and so they were so interested in knowing, oh, this is where my mom and dad came when they were little kids. And of course, Jackson's an interesting place anyway. There was a a little circus going on in the town square. And, and uh, there's a lot of fun shopping and places to eat there and so on so they were enjoying that but what I'm thinking of Linda is the drive time in going you know from one location to another it was the best time of all because you know they would cluster around where I was driving and Linda was sitting on the other seat and we'd, we'd start talking and you know I i have some grandfather's secrets which are little things they're memorizing and they were they were saying them and you know it it was just so spontaneous let's see if we can say the first five in in less than a minute and 30 seconds and they're practicing them, and they're saying them and they're kind of and they're talking about what they mean and how they've used them and so on and there's just something about having them all to yourself and not having any media, not having any phones, not having any thing to distract them where, where they're just there, they're present and yeah. you're present with them. And neither of you, neither you nor them are distracted. And the conversation just really began. I think the momentum of it built, it was like, people were just saying what they felt and we were talking about things that were bothering them or they were worried about. And it was just, pretty cool. And, and if there'd been an agenda and we'd been trying to cover certain points, it wouldn't have been as fun, I don't think.
0: Uh, exactly. But it, there was a little bit of an agenda because this was my last chance to have yeah, a Grammy yeah. camp with these kids. Right. So it was kind of a Grammy camp too.
1: And so they, you better talk about that because that's one thing Linda's doing is teaching about art and about music while we're ro- rolling along.
0: And about scriptures. And so It is so fun because they really got into it. Some of them are like, Oh, I've been so busy. One of them is running a little store in Washington state uh, out on Lakeley Island with their family. I mean, they they all had things that they were doing. So not all of them were really prepared, but they learned it together. The art of music. I just gave them six pieces of art, famous art that they'll see all their, you know, at some point in their lives. And then, six that were um music
1: and you'd given them a, a while before so they'd had a chance to learn them and they could identify which artist did awesome. which painting. Yeah,
0: two two of them had really worked. One of them had a perfect our darling lucy. She had everything She knew it all. perfect cuz she had time <laughs> to do it. And she doesn't have uh, as much social interaction as the other kids. So she had plenty of time. And then one of them who hadn't done a minute of it got it on her phone and we put it, blasted over the radio in the motorhome and oh, the music. And, pieces, the music. Yeah. and it was so fun because they really got it. And then we had a little test at the end and I gave them a little monetary reward for what they knew and it just turned out so fun because they uh, you know someday I, I kept thinking someday they'll thank me for this but right now you oh, know, they're thanking I you right they, now I think they really I mean had I, that a good was time. The,
1: the fun part for me is I'm driving along and I'm just hearing in the background these these gals say oh that's Bach I know that one and and oh that you know, I think I uh, that, that's that's the Moldau by Smitten or whatever, and they're 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 remembering these things and they like them and they've learned them and they've got the background on the composers and, and on have, the artists.
0: Yeah, and I think they like the Firebird the best, which is a long ballet with a long story, and they love the story. Um, sorcerer's Prentice, we did uh, claire de lune which they'll hear a hundred times in their lives and it was just really really fun
1: now you know we underestimate kids interest in things i mean a lot of you listening might say oh my kids would my grandkids would never sit there and listen to classical music or look at masterpieces of art and be interested in them well the, the problem is usually distractions, and that's the thing about this kind of a trip, whether it's in a motorhome or camping or wherever you are where you're going away from distractions where you can focus on conversation Well, without anything else to distract them, they just became really immersed in these things,
0: just not for long, you know, for an hour, maybe it was absolutely so fun for me, but the payday is when kids called me, we have two families that moved to New York City and uh, three kids called me on the phone from the Metropolitan Museum of Art and said, we're looking at it. Starry night. We're looking at this it. This is the we earlier group. Yeah. 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 So it is so fun when they run into that. And one of them, uh, one year, we have a five-year-old that could do the music like you cannot believe. And uh, they took him to the symphony and it was Rodeo by Aaron Copeland. And my son ran out and said, you won't believe what we heard. And And Dean knew exactly what it was. It was so fun. Anyway.
1: So, and, oh, yeah. then, and other, other times while we're driving, we're working on these grandfather's secrets of mine and, and you know, they're talking about them. You know, one, one of the secrets is most kids are waiting for someone to lead them, but they just don't know it yet. <laughs> and they, they, the girls were talking about a time when one of them had been with some girls that wanted to shoplift something. And one of them had said, no, 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 let's not do that. And suddenly the other kids followed the good example rather than the bad i mean they're just thinking you're trying to get them to think anyway we're going to run out of time linda let's move on so we leave jackson and we headed through another uh, we, we picked a road that we'd never been on a very picturesque road and commented on the scenery and headed for logan utah which is where i grew up and where we linda and i where we met honey and where we got engaged and where we got married and so on. And that was just a treasure trove where where my parents are buried and a lot of their relatives. And you're going to say, well, this was a cemetery trip. Well, it's cemeteries are pretty cool when you can connect these stories, but what a time we had. I mean, taking these girls to this high tower at Utah state where where Linda and I had been engaged in, and being lucky enough, I walked in, Linda stayed in the car because we were illegally parked in the motor, or we were where she needed to be with the, the motor home. But I took these four girls and since it's summer, the, the school was pretty much closed up, but we, we lucked out. It was an open door and we got up into that tower And those little girls were like, this is where it happened. This is where what did (laughs) Grammy say when you gave her the ring? I mean, and just something about being you could have told that story a hundred times, but to be there where it happened, that that's a part of them now. And then we drove down past the Logan Temple where we were married, and we drove past the the school where I went to elementary school and one of the things they thought was the funniest of all is that I said, I, I had my first fight here. They said, fight, you had a fight. What was the fight? I said, well, I, they, they know, when I was in first grade, in kind of first of grade they, they know I'm colorblind and they, they take endless delight in asking me what color something is. And I'm usually wrong, but I said, well, you won't believe it. But the fight was, I, I thought when I was six years old, I thought the grass was red because that's how it looks to me, and this other boy, this guy's name was Jimmy. I still remember him, and he said, "No, the grass is green." And we 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 had a little fight over it, and we went into the teacher finally, and and the teacher said, "The grass is green," and I was just devastated. <laughs> and anyway, they but they saw these places, you know, where where all these things happened, and I think. It was just really f- I so fun to I see it, it through their eyes.
0: I think it was more fun for us than for them, maybe. No, <laughs> oh, they, they loved were it. just they it. They loved it. But I had, you know, and I don't know how much they'll remember, but they will think back on it. And we are just so glad that we had a chance to do that, finally, after COVID and two years of being separated. And now COVID's back.
1: <laughs> and and but, oh well. The, in the evenings, we would... We would, um, <clears throat> we would either go out to dinner somewhere fun or we would, uh, you know, try to cook something in the motorhome. But that last night while we were in Logan, there was a play we were going to take him to called Freaky Friday. But the play got canceled because of COVID. Right. And so we didn't know what to do. But next door, there's this old movie theater that was playing classic old movies and and. Guys and dolls with Frank Sinatra and Marlon Brando, <laughs> oh my and God. we went into that, and we were the only people in the theater at the first part. And they were before the movie started. the, the stage was empty. And Frank,
0: Sinatra's singing Frank Sinatra singing in the back.
1: Frank Sinatra was singing. These four girls got up on the stage and did their own little performance.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so fun! A few people in the audience were clapping. By then, people was would great. come
1: in, and they thought that was the show. So, but
0: and actually, I think that they enjoyed it more than we did. <laughs> Those old movies are long. We thought if they break into one more song, <laughs> you're going to die.
1: But they loved it. But they did. One of these little gals and our granddaughters wants to be a fashion designer, and she was into those old nineteen forties oh, yeah, gowns she loved that. and so on. She loved that. So I guess what we're trying to say is, to grandparents, it is so fun to connect generation one with generation three. But you got to get away from distraction. To really make those connections, yeah. one way to do it is in a motorhome. There's lots or of other in your ways.
0: car or whatever you know, Camping, whatever you find.
1: Have. Find your own way, and I want to give you the last word. But before you take it, Linda, my my last thing to say is: I remember um, I talked to one of George Romney's grandkids who'd been on one of these motorhome trips with him that inspired this for us, and. It was pretty funny because this young man said, well, I'll tell you what, when we got off that motorhome trip and we'd spent those three or four days with my grandpa, George Romney, we knew two things. Number one, we knew the gospel was true. And number two, we knew the Republican party was true. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, well, well, I guess there was a little indoctrination going on in those days, but, uh, I thought as we got back this time, there, there were three things we hoped our kids knew. Two or three things. One was how much we loved them. Two was how important they are to each other. And three was how amazing their heritage is and how they can connect with these ancestors. So. I think from those three standpoints, it was a successful trip.
0: Absolutely, it was wonderful. And we just wish you the very best as you come up with your own ideas. That was a great wrap up, honey. And that's it for today. Join us next time on Ayers on the Road.
1: Bye for now.